Hey, it's Jay, and I'm back. Um, I'm sorry it's been a minute since I've um, made a podcast, but um, it's there's two reasons for that. One, I do not come on here. I do not make a podcast if the Holy Spirit hasn't given me anything. Um, and then two, I have been working on other things that um, some are personal, but some things, um, and I'll talk about another podcast that the Holy Spirit has been having me work on. Um, and so I'm excited to share that with you and I'll share that in another podcast, but that's the main reason why, um, I've, I haven't uh, put anything out is because I don't want to come on here and just be saying whatever I feel. Um, cause I feel like that dilutes it. I, I only want to say, um, what God wants me to say, <clears throat> because I believe that he's using me to, to speak to all of you. Um, and I'm thankful, um, for the new listeners and people listening from all around the world, which is crazy. Um, because I'm just, it's just me. <laughs> I'm just, just, I'm just Jay. So I just wanted to introduce myself, I guess. Um, I probably should have did that in the beginning, but if you know me or as you'll come to know me, I'm really unorthodox in everything that I do. So I figured I would give my testimony. Um, so um, my name is Jay, or my name is Jessica, but I go by Jay for the most part. And um, I'm from a very small city. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. And I've, well, let me back up. So I believe the reason why I came on today and I was so excited um, because I've been wanting to to come on and to say something, um, but the way that it works is that the Holy Spirit will give me something. He'll give me a topic and then he'll give me just all these notes, all these things he'll put in my heart. And so he would give me a topic and I'm like, okay. And I would wait for the notes and I, I never got them. Um, and it would be about many different topics. And I'd be like, okay. And then I'm waiting for <laughs> what to say and he wouldn't give me anything. So I knew it wasn't something that I should speak on. And then yesterday, um, which symbolically I think is really, really dope because it's uh, Rosh Hashanah, so it's the Hebrew New Year. And so finally, <laughs> the Holy Spirit gave me something and he gave me like so many downloads, so many things to say. And so I believe um, that he's trying to speak to two types of people today. Um, so it's my hope that if this does not apply to you, if you hear this, um, if it doesn't apply to you, it's not by accident that you're hearing this. There's somebody that you know or somebody that you will come to know that needs to hear this. So please don't be afraid to share it um, because whoever it is, like <laughs> God broke this hiatus <laughs> and was like, okay, this is what I want you to say. And it was just so beautiful because I felt... God's love for you um, and how concerned he is for you and just how much he wants you to know um, what it is I'm about to share with you. Okay, so I don't, I just want to preface this by saying I don't believe that it's my job to explain the things of God um, or to speak for God. That I don't believe that that's my purpose. I know some people are um, into that whole thing and they like to argue and debate, you know, faith and God's validity. I believe that if it's real, you can test it 
and it'll prove itself a hundred times over. So I'm not going to speak on the things of God. I'm not going to argue, argue God's existence. I'm just going to share my experience with God. And I believe the person or the people that God um, wants to speak to through my story will hear this and will know um, that he's speaking to them. Okay, so there are very few things in my life that I haven't tried um, to fill the voids that have been there for forever. I don't ever remember experiencing a deficit or experiencing a void in my life and being like, okay, this is what caused that void. I was just, there were generational things, things that I was born into that caused, um, and I think I talked about this before, that uh, there's a root of rejection that comes from my family. It's generational. And because I was born into that, there were voids that I tried to fill on my own without God's help. I just, there were um, emptiness um, that I thought I could figure out. I thought that I could use um, some of the things that are out there. And there's very few things that are out there now or that have been out there that I haven't tried to fill Um, those voids. So I really, growing up, I tried really hard to fit in um, because I had that root of rejection in my life. And anybody who's struggling with rejection, um, you'll always be craving acceptance. And there's nothing wrong with you. It's just the way that it's set up where you're rejected, your body has, I mean, your spirit has a normal response to heal that. The only way to heal rejection is through acceptance. Um, it's just, it just depends on where you go to get that acceptance that will ultimately heal you. Um, so that's what I did. I, I was dealing with the root of rejection and I was trying so hard to fit in because I wanted that acceptance. I was craving that acceptance. Um, and most people who are dealing with that will go through, go to any lengths to be accepted. And that was me. Um, in addition, I've always been a curious child. I always, um, like ponder different things and want to know about different things and want to experience different things. And I've always been, I don't want to say a rebel, but I've always did what I wanted to do. I was always very well in my, very aware of just what I did and did not want to do. And I've always done what I want to do. Um, so all of that mixed together <laughs> led me down some really dark roads. Um, I've been in toxic and abusive relationships, and I talked about that before in the Soul Ties podcast. Um, I've cheated in relationships, which is something that I said I would never do, but being where I was and in that state of mind, when the rubber met the road, I ended up doing it. Um, I drank heavily. I've smoked for most of um, my adolescent Drank. I drank for most of my adolescent and early 20s. Smoked about the same. Um, I've stole. I've had a shopping addiction. I charged up like over $5,000 of credit card debt. And I, I was thinking about that as I was like writing out like all the things that I've experienced in my life. And I was like, I don't even know how God absolved me of that debt. But I don't, I don't have that debt anymore. But I literally charged up five thousand plus dollars of just junk stuff that I don't even know where it is now because I thought that it was going to 
feel something inside of me. Um, I've been in stages where I thought that sex was just like a physical thing and, and I would use sex and sexual things to just kind of, um, again, fill that void to, to numb the pain. Um, ultimately, I was chasing a lifestyle that I thought would lead me to peace, you know, that would lead me to happiness and acceptance. But each time that I would engage in something that I thought would be something to heal me or be the answer to my problem, I would only be met with um, disappointment because it didn't work. And not only did it not work, but it would leave me a little bit more broken and a little bit more tainted and a little bit more jaded. Um, And I just had come to accept that this was my life, um, that this is just how life is, that there's going to be a certain emptiness, excuse me, that there's going to be a certain emptiness and mediocrity to life. Like you live and it sucks and then you die. (laughs) That was my mentality. I thought that that was just how life was. And I could be in a room full of people and I would still feel very alone. And I had told myself that this is just how it is. And I remember laying next to someone that I thought I loved. And I remember feeling rejected and hopeless and empty. And I just told myself that this is... This is life, that this is what, this is the best that you can expect out of life. And I'm, I'm going to press in here um, because I feel like that this will help someone. So I had a very uh, toxic, codependent relationship with someone. And I thought that he would eventually be my husband. Um, I don't really know... What led me to that or what I thought, because at some point I was just going through the motions. I was in this relationship and it gets to a point of where you've gone so far, you don't want to go back or you don't know how to get back out of that relationship. And so that's pretty much um, what it is. I, I did not like how that person treated me. I did not like how that person treated me, but I was desperate to be with that person. I'm going to say that again because I feel like there's somebody who needs to hear this. I did not like how that person treated me. I did not like how I was being treated in that relationship. And I knew, I guess not... um, not factually that I deserve better, but I knew theoretically nobody deserved to be treated like that. And I wanted to be treated differently. Um, but yet and still, I still was desperate to be with that person. Um, and I, I just, I had to be with him. I would explain things away like, oh, you know, that's just how he is. Or this is just how, that's just us, that's just our dynamic. Um, And I would defend him. And if this is speaking to you, I want you to, after this podcast, I want you to go back and listen to my um, Soul Ties, the podcast I did on Soul Ties. And the Holy Spirit said to listen to it on repeat um, because there's a... um, how do I say this? There's a warped 
perception in your mind that listening to that podcast will help you to see that it's not the person, it's not the relationship, you are not in love. I know that sounds really hard to say, but I'm speaking from experience. You are not in love. Um, It's just a very, very, very strong soul tie. And more than likely, you have a, a soul tie with a seducing spirit, which is really, really hard to break. Um, And it just feels like you don't know who you are without this person. Um, But it's not love because love never mistreats and it's not desperate. Love is very powerful and you want to be in it and you want to be around it, but it's not desperate. It's never, never desperate. Um, So I, um, I remember... At one point, I was in college, and, um, well, I remember at one point I was in college, and I had suspected that I was pregnant, and I was just planning out my life, and it did not include me graduating. It did not include me having a purpose. Um, At that point, I wanted to be a doctor, but I couldn't even see that my sole focus and my sole um, future, what I saw was being in a relationship with this person in some capacity and being a baby mama. I don't even know if that would have included marriage, but I just knew that I was supposed to be with this person and we would have kids. That, that, was, that was what I would, that's what I focused on. That's what I just knew that my future would be. And if that sounds familiar to you and you're in that same boat, there's no shame Um, God put you on my heart and put this on my heart. Um, and he brought here, brought you here with this in mind for you to be liberated from this. Um, so to, because there's two types of people that God is speaking to. There's, um, the person that just feels lost, um, that maybe never knew God Or maybe heard about God, but you weren't really sure because there's so many things out there, especially now. And so you're not really sure if there's, you know, if it's just another kind of like tree hugger, you know, (laughs) um, you know, positive vibe type thing that people are talking about. Um, So there's there's that person. And then there's also the person that, you know, God, you grew up either in the church um, or around other Christians and you were hurt and you walked away from God. So the first part um, was for the person who's just lost and you're not even sure um, if God is real and I'm going to come back and talk to you <laughs> in a minute, but now I'm going to switch and talk to the person um, that grew up around Christian people that grew up grew around knowing God, knowing Jesus, but something happened either with the church or just with your in your expectation and in your walk with God, something happened and things did not go how you planned, how you thought or expected they should go. You were hurt because of it and you just walked away from God. So I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. 
my family went to a church where church was life. So we were there every day and then all day on Sunday. We were in everything. I think I was on like three or four different ministries. And I'm talking about as a child, I was on three or four different ministries. My parents were um, full, like full time in a ministry. They were spending all, all their free time, all their um, after work hours supporting this ministry. We, we, um, we were all in, is what I'm trying to say. We were all in to this church. And then, um, my family and I, we had a really, really bad experience with the church um, to the point where we were pretty much ostracized from that church. Nobody from that church would deal with us. They didn't want to talk to us. They didn't want anything to do with us, which was really, really hurting because we put all that we had into that church. Um, and so the result of that pain caused me to just be really, really angry uh, with God and I actually walked away from God for about three years. So I I began to doubt that God was good because if he's good, then why would this thing happen? Like if he's good and he's all powerful, he clearly could have stopped this thing. He could have given me a heads up. He could have given anybody a heads up. He could have, I felt like he could have protected me and my family and he didn't. And I just, I couldn't get with that. So I was just like, I'm done. And I remember one time, I told God, I remember saying, I don't want anything to do with you or your people. I'm done. And I I walked away. And people would ask me to go to church. And I'd be like, church? What's, what's, what is that? What is, what is church? I don't know what that is. No, I'm good. I'm, I don't want that. And throughout that time, I just did whatever I wanted to do. Um, which um, I was in college. I was... I was um, high school. I was at the end of high school going to college. So that was probably one of the worst times for me to walk away from God. Um, just speaking because hindsight is twenty twenty. But I just I did whatever I wanted to do. Um, but even in me doing whatever I wanted to do, God protected me. And I made choices that could have killed me. Um, or it could have put me in jail. And I can't say too much about that because I, I don't know what the, what the statute of limitations are. But I made choices that I know had God not protected me, I would have been dead. Or I would have been in jail. I would have caught some time for the things that I was doing. Because um, I just didn't care. Um, so... I only went to God when I needed something, like if I was in trouble or if I needed some money or just anything. If I Only when I needed something, I would go to God and I would pray. And then he would all, I don't know why, but he would always answer my prayer. He would always protect me. He would always look out for me. And then the second that everything turned out okay, I was back to living my life without him. And I just, that blows my mind because I literally, with my own breath that God gave me, I told God, I don't want anything to do with you or your people. I said that. And he still looked out for me. 
Like I had nothing to do with God. Just I wasn't blasphemous, but I just I did not believe that all the things that I heard about in church was real anymore. I began to doubt the goodness of God. I began to doubt all of these things. And he still, he still looked out for me. He still protected me. He still loved me. That didn't, that didn't waver his love for me. And um, I got to a place where I thought I had everything figured out. Um, I was a chemistry major, so a lot of the thoughts that I had were very scientific. Um, you know, I started to believe in, in evolution and tried to explain away some of the things that are mysteries in God. I was like, oh, it's because of this, and oh, it's because of that. And um, I got to a place where life wasn't black and white. Like in church, they tell you, you know, there's evil, and then there's good. And in my mind, at that time, there it wasn't that, it was just everything was gray. You know, they were, it was a, a spectrum. It was no longer clear cut. And I just, I thought I had it all figured out. I, I knew what I knew. And what I knew was that God wasn't logical, <laughs> that he didn't answer or he didn't fit into certain aspects of my life. And so he must not be real, or this must not be, there wasn't something that I subscri subscribed to any longer. So um, fast forward, I ended up having a miscarriage um, from this, uh, the relationship that I talked about, the abusive relationship. And it was so crazy how it happened, because I knew that I was going to get pregnant the, the night that I laid down with him. Um, I remember the Holy Spirit telling me that if I did this, I was going to get pregnant. And I did it anyways because, again, I thought I knew everything. And I was like, oh, no, I won't get pregnant because I'm using protection. And without getting too graphic, the protection failed. And it failed because I don't – the protection failed. And, of course, the Holy Spirit knew that. That's why he tried to warn me um, because he's all-knowing and – even though I thought I had gone through all of the steps um, to protect myself from getting pregnant, he knew that that, that was going to fail. And I ended up getting pregnant. And I remember I was friends with this other girl. We both took Spanish together. And she was also sus suspecting that she was pregnant around that time. And so we would just kind of talk about, you know, different things that were going on with our bodies. And I'm like, are you experiencing it? Yeah, me too, I think. And... Um, I was planning out my life. I remember I was sitting in my dorm room and I was planning out my life. I was like, okay, well, I'm pregnant, so I need to, you know, do this. What am I going to do with that? Like, I was literally planning it out. How am I going to do this? How am I going to finish school? How am I going to be with this person that I just had to be with? How is this going to work? And... I remember I was uh, really craving um, brown sugar Pop-Tarts. And I either got up to get milk or I got up to get another Pop-Tart. But I got up off of the bed and I heard no. And I knew it was God, but I just didn't. I was like, no. 
<laughs> and if you know God, that's like so typical because God does not waste words. Like he's not going to elaborate if he has to. Like he's very intentional with his words. And so I heard no. And then the next second, like literally, it almost felt simultaneously. I heard no. And then like a split second later, I felt this huge ripping from inside of me. And I was able to, like, I was kneel, like, it, it hurt so bad that I was, like, um, double over. Like, I was bending over. And I remember making it to the bathroom barely, and I was having miscarriage. And from that day on, God began to separate me from this person. But because of the soul tie, um, I would say that I was done with him. You know, and that would last for four or five months. I think the longest it lasted was for a year. Like, I went a year without dealing with this person. But then, uh, eventually, I was right back with him. And I tried dating other people. Um, but because soul tie, I, and I talked about this in soul ties, but one thing I didn't say is that soul ties is basically, especially um, because there's different types of soul ties, but an ungodly soul tie that occurs through intercourse, that occurs through sex, is a marriage in the spirit. So basically you are marrying that individual that you have sex with. And because I had made that soul tie, I had married this person in the spirit, dating anybody else was going to be impossible. Eventually, um, each person that I dated, and I met some really great guys, but each person that I dated, it never worked out because I was already married in the spirit. I was already one with somebody else in the spirit. So it was like a roller coaster that I just, I tried to get off, but I couldn't get off. It was just at a point where I was just like, okay, well, this is, this is my life. You know, this is, I'm always going to be tied to this person. This person's always going to be here. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just accepted it. I tried, I tried, like I said, I, I went for a year without dealing with this person. And then I was right back to this person. So I just accepted like either we're meant to be together or this is just what it is. You know what I'm saying? This is the life that I signed up for. Um, so God had reached down and he saved me from myself essentially, but because I couldn't do it in my own strength. I could not break that soul tie because I didn't even know that it was a soul tie. I thought it was just, I was supposed to be with this person. And I just felt like I could not leave this person. So he saved me from myself. And let me be clear, I did not earn this. I didn't deserve this. If anything, I probably should have been canceled from 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 God because I this was still during the time that I told God I didn't want to have anything to do with him and if somebody told me they didn't want to have anything to do with me okay cool via con Dios you have a great life because I'm done with you too you're done with me I'm done with you but it was just like that wasn't God like when I told him that I was done with him and I meant that in my core I was like no you know what I'm saying? Done. Done, 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 done. Don't want nothing to do with you. Forget about it. And he still protected me. And he still rescued me. And he still healed me because he loves me. 
And I'm not special. I'm not unique. So if God can do that for this small, I mean, for this girl who lives in a small town, I'm not famous. I don't know anybody famous. Um, I'm one of four kids. My parents were working people, are working people. Um, There's nothing inherently special about me. But God saw me when he didn't have to. He could have overlooked me. Right? He could have been like everybody else in the world, and he could have overlooked me. But he saw me in my pain, and he saved me. And I didn't even ask him to do it because I was done with him. And he knew that's what he needed, and he knew that's what I needed. And through his love, he saved me. And if he can do that for me, he can and he will do that for you because he loves you more than you can even imagine more than you can comprehend. And I don't know if you're familiar with cognitive dissonance, but basically what our mind can't understand, we tend to just reject. Because we can't comprehend it or we can't understand it, we'll reject it. But don't allow your lack of understanding to discount God's love for you. So... I'm speaking to both people, both types of people now, whether you're lost and this is the first time or the second time or maybe the third time that you've heard about this God, that you've heard about Jesus, and you're not really sure if it's legit or if it's just some hokey pokey type stuff or, you know what I'm saying, or if you knew God at one point and something bad happened and I'm not discounting the pain that you felt and what you went through. I'm sure it was terrible, but I'm speaking to both people now. So know that God loves you. Know that he's thinking about you. Know that when you woke up this morning, that it was him that woke you up because he still has a purpose and a plan for you. Know that he has nothing but good thoughts towards you. He sees you as the most amazing, beautiful, awesome creation that he's ever made. And I know coming from where I've been and I've been broken, I've been rejected, that level of acceptance is overwhelming to the point of where I rejected it because I was like, this can't be real. How can you love me? And I'm not this and I'm not that and we will never know or understand why God loves us but the the closest thing to helping you understand how how unconditional God's love to you he gave us like a a a parallel so if you are a parent or if you've been around someone who's a parent the love that they have for their child like I don't know if you've ever heard a woman who's given birth but she's like as soon as the baby is born they're like oh I was just overcome with this unimaginable warmness this unimaginable love for this person and they can't explain it that's similar I'm not going to say that's on the same level because with God it's so much greater but it's similar to the love that God has for you And I know that I know (laughs) 
that this is for someone because like I told you, I was on a break from giving podcasts. I was I hadn't heard from God and I was working on other things and he broke me from that to come on here to tell you that it doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter where you think you are. It doesn't matter if you've walked away from God and you've just completely rejected him. He's here today to tell you that he loves you, that he's thinking about you. He hasn't taken his eyes off of you. He knows where you are and he wants you to be with him. So you may be listening and say that there's so many things about God that you that doesn't make sense. So like if God is real and he's good, like you're telling me, then why do bad things happen? Or why did this happen to me? I've been there. And that's a valid question. And it's a great question. And I'm going to tell you what worked for me. Because again, I'm not here to speak for God. I feel like that's a, a mistake that a lot of people make. I can't speak on behalf of God to explain what happened to you in your life. Only he can do that. So ask God, just straight up. I've always been straight up with God. Some people are just like, oh, you know, I have to be a certain way. No, if I'm hurting, I let God know I'm hurting. If I'm disappointed, I let God know I'm disappointed. If I feel like God dropped the ball, which is a very bold statement, I will say, God, I feel like you let me down. What happened? Just talk to him. You can say, God, I don't really know if you're real (laughs) or I don't really understand X, Y, and Z. God is a big God. He's not intimidated by your questions. He's not scared of your questions. There is no question that you could have in your mind that somebody before you has not had, okay? We're not that unique. I'm sure there's no question that you could have no concern, no thought, no doubt that you could have that, that that's going to throw God off and be like, oh, that's a good one. I don't know the answer to that. No, that that's not going to happen. So you can sit down in your quiet time, even now after you listen to this, and just talk to him and expect an answer. You may not get it in that moment. It may be a week later, a month later. But when you're ready, when your spirit's ready to hear it, he will speak to you and he will answer your question in one way or another. So let me back up because someone may be like, Jay, how do you even know that God is real? How can I even ask God to explain these things when I don't even know if he's real? I'll be talking to air, right? If I don't believe he's real, then how can I talk to him? And the answer is simple. How does anyone know anything? We know what we know either by studying somebody who experienced what they know or we experience it ourselves. So how how does one know that ice cream is cold or that water is wet? You know by experiencing it. And you can do the same thing with God. You can just go right to God and be like, Jesus, I'm having a hard time believing, you know, that you exist. And I need some cold, hard facts. I need some tangible experiences, some tangible evidence 
that can let me know that you're real. And he will answer you. He will answer you. Ask humbly and earnestly. Believe that when you say something out of your mouth towards God, expecting him to answer, that he will answer you. I hope that that the person or the people that God is speaking to, that you hear this and that the overall message is that you are so loved. You are so loved. I don't know how else to say, and I hope that you can feel it resonating for me because the love that God felt or feels for you compelled me last night it was around me last night to the point where I was writing what he was saying in tears and then woke me up this morning to come on here to deliver this to you you don't understand how loved you are or maybe you forgot and this is just a reminder but as always if you have any questions um You can always reach out to me. My email is jusj9999 at gmail.com. And somebody found me on Instagram. I forgot that I even um, spoke about my Instagram. I do have an Instagram for my organization. It's boldly becoming better. So if you're on Instagram, you can always reach out to me that way as well. Um, But I'm praying for you. I'm so excited for you because once you encounter God in a true and an authentic way, it's just all your voids will be filled. There will be no lack. Everything. I'm not saying it's going to be a cakewalk. Okay? Life is hard, period. But there's no emptiness anymore. And there's no voids anymore. You will be whole and you will be complete. So until next time, which hopefully, Lord willing, I will be back on here today. Please pray (laughs) because I I have some other things. Like I said, the Holy Spirit came to me last night and he just gave me all this stuff. So I'm I'm hoping to be back on here today, hopefully, um, to give you what he gave me. Um, But until then, you guys be blessed. I pray that you have a blessed week. Um, Have a good one. And thank you for listening. Bye.